My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. For most of his life, as far back as the late 1960s and early 70s, Joel Ayers has had a heart for addressing the needs of society. His passion for charitable work has led him to serve on the board of organizations like the Heart Gallery of Sacramento, a partnership of photographers, artists, businesses, and community volunteers serving children and youth in foster care throughout the Sacramento region. Joel has also worked with the Adam Petty Victory Junction Camp for Children with Disabilities or Serious Illness, the Child Help Village for Abused Children, and Newcomers High School for Immigrant Children. In addition to charity work, Joel is a mainstay in the automotive aftermarket industry, working for several different manufacturing companies over the years as a general manager, national marketing director, and VP of sales and marketing. Joel later served on the SEMA Board of Directors and launched SEMA Cares, which oversees all of SEMA's charitable activities. Likewise, Joel also served as the chair of the SEMA Memorial Scholarship Committee. Today, Joel is the executive director of the Automotive Aftermarket Charitable Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps automotive aftermarket industry members and their immediate family when they need it most. The organization, abbreviated as AACF for short, has existed for over 60 years. Moving at the speed of mobility, this is AutoVision News Radio with Carl Anthony in Detroit, Michigan. I had the opportunity to talk with Joel about AACF, during which he shared more about his passion for charitable work and how surviving cancer reinforced that passion. You will hear Joel mention another name, Jamie. And that's in reference to Jamie Levin of J. Levin Communications. Jamie is working with AACF on a number of initiatives and introduced me to Joel. We recorded this podcast episode on Monday, October 23rd, 2023, just one day after the Baltimore Ravens mopped the floor with the Detroit Lions 38-6. Now, this is important because Jamie is a Baltimore Ravens fan, and I'm a Lions fan. So as we sat down to record, football talk naturally was the first order of business. Jamie was kind. She said she felt my pain. And Joel shared more about the teams he loves. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs and a San Francisco 49er fan, but I'm glad to see Detroit finally. I I love Barry Sanders, and I I wish they would have done that. Why he was good. (laughs) I grew up a Joe Montana fan originally, so I was a San Francisco 49ers fan and then by proxy a a Chiefs fan. Yeah, well, that was (laughs) funny when I I, I moved actually from um, Kansas City to um, the, the Bay Area. And it was right the year before they traded Montana or, or he went to the, the Chiefs. And everybody said, well, what made you come to California? And I said, well, they traded Joe Montana for me. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> and it was a good trade, I would say. There it was. Yeah. When a member of the automotive aftermarket industry experiences a life-altering event, the AACF is there to provide support. Life-altering events can include, but are certainly not limited to, medical emergencies, illness or death, natural disasters, and financial hardships. We're the only uh, charity that specifically helps people in the automotive aftermarket, so we're, we're working with our own. Lots of great charities out there. I've been involved in a lot of them, but um, at the end of the day, they're helping a, a wide variety of people, and, and some of those may be our own 
our own industry members, but uh, we, we focus only on our industry or only on our industry families. That's the main thing that sets us apart from other charities out there. It was started by some gentlemen on the East Coast that one, one of their colleagues uh, had a long battle with cancer and passed away. They wanted to help his widow who had never been employed and uh, they'd used up all their insurance, et cetera. So they got a group of people a group of people they knew, some aftermarket retailers and distributors, and and started the foundation. They actually rekindled it from a foundation that was started by the Pep Boys uh, originally, but then it had kind of gone dormant, and these guys started it back up again. So the the founding person of that, Don Schlinger, just passed away last year at 101 years old, and was other than his body failing him, his mind was brilliant was a very active member of the board right up to the end. On the AACF website, aftermarketcharity.org, and I'll leave a link in the show notes, but on the AACF website, you will see three programs highlighted, the Champion Program, eBay for Charity, and the Awareness Program. So first of all, the Champion is our donors that give $25,000 or more every year. And uh, we have several of those that uh, have been longtime supporters. We have one gentleman that that's actually how it's how that program started had given us fifteen thousand and which at that time I think put him at the platinum level and he said, Do you have anything higher than that? And he said, <laughs> and I said, No, but we can create something if you yeah. want to. So he said, Well, I'll give you another ten thousand if uh, and that's how the champion program came about. I love um, it, yeah. And that uh, yeah. But um the eBay thing, you, you can direct some of your sales towards the aftermarket foundation. Some members put products on there and the monies went to um, to the uh, AACF. The last one, the Awareness Partner Program, we're here to help people. And that's what we want to do mostly. And it's letting people know we're here to help them. We don't have the staff or the, the uh, budget to do some big time advertising and marketing. So the best way we can do that is if companies become awareness partners. And actually, Jamie's been working on kind of revamping that program. And what that basically that that is is they put posters in their break rooms in their newsletter. They let their employees know that hey, if you're you're suffering from something and need some help, this organization is here. That's where we probably right now we get probably ninety percent of our um, recipients that we help would come from that program, as well as somebody knows somebody on the board. You know they they say hey we we have this employee that something happened an accident or whatever, and or we have this customer that their uh, store was you know wiped out by the hurricane in their home and so that's that's where it comes from it comes from comes from referrals more than anything on the AACF website are testimonials i will read a couple of them now i cannot tell you what these checks means to me it gives me a life i am 83 years old and do not work you have helped my dearest husband rest in peace knowing that i am taken care of as i could not live on social security alone and I don't know how I would manage without your kindness. The second testimonial, and I quote, Your generosity has kept me, my wife, my nine-year-old daughter, and my 12-year-old son safe in our home for another month. Without your help, we would have certainly failed. I hope that when I get back on my feet, maybe I can donate time of some sort to your foundation to show my appreciation. God bless you and all involved. We have a recipient review committee that looks at the applications. And when we have a, a board meeting, it, you hear them say like, wow, this application really touched me or this thank you we got from this family really got to me. And 
you know, I've heard comments like this. That's what makes it all worthwhile. You know, we exist to help people and like any charity does. What I love about it is, you know, I've been in this industry for over 40 years, as you can tell by my hair color. <laughs> Luckily, it's a podcast, Jewel, so nobody can see. Good, good. <laughs> But I, uh, as a, I get reminded, my lady reminds me that she says, at least you have hair. So, uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I can say for me, it's, it's giving back to an industry that's been very good to me. It's supported my family. It's created great friendships I've had. And, um, and it's a, it's a way to give back. So when some of these people that helped us build our companies or helped us build the industry get into a situation, uh, where they need help, that's what we do. And, that's what makes it all worthwhile. With the exception of one full-time and one part-time staff position, AACF is run entirely by volunteers from the automotive aftermarket industry. Recalling his own journey along the way, Joel describes the volunteers as a team who are always ready to give of their time, talent, and treasure. I got involved at a young age when um, the Vietnam War, when uh, it was ending up and all the orphans were coming out of Vietnam. Uh, you know, watching on TV, I thought it'd be easy to just call them and say, yeah, I'll take an orphan. Found out it was a little tougher than than that. And it, it kind of was discouraging when I found out all the red tape and everything, my, my wife and I. And so I decided to get involved with Big Brothers, got a little brother and became a, a mentor, a big brother to, to him. But the closest uh, at the time, uh, I lived in a small town in Indiana, and the, the closest Big Brother agency was about an hour away. So I started... Um, I was 21 years old. I started a Big Brothers chapter in North Big Brothers of Northeastern Indiana and became chairman of the board. From there, I got involved in a bunch of different charities. I I started um, uh, SEMA Cares, uh, which is SEMA's charitable arm that they do. I helped start uh, here in Sacramento called Sacramento Heart Gallery, which is helping what considered unadoptable children get adopted. Believe it or not, any, any child over three years old is considered hard to adopt or unadoptable or special needs or siblings that they emotionally it would not be good to split them up that's um kind of what they they do and i just kind of went from there and then some people with aacf came to me and said i'd like to make a lot less money and work harder and uh, <laughs> I, I said sounds like my dream job yeah yeah right. <laughs> so i left the corporate world and i've loved it i you know i joined the organization as First executive director in 2015. I've never regretted a day. I, I get up every morning knowing that today I'm instead of selling a product, not that that's not a good thing to do, but uh, that I'm going to be helping people or having surrounded by people that are, want to help. And that's kind of our board. I mean, our if you look through our board of directors, you know, they're all executives of pretty high powered executives of big companies in our industry for them to take the time. As some churches do, they talk about tithing of time, talent, and treasure. That's what these gentlemen and ladies do on our board is um, they have busy lives, they have families, but they take the time out to uh, to share their, their knowledge and their wisdom and, and their talents. Joel, I can imagine along the way, as I hear your story, that along with the goodness and the kindness are moments of hardship and hopelessness. And when you experience that heartbreak, how do you reconcile that? How do you continue on? How do you get up the next day and, and go forward? With the foundation or with the, the other charities I've been involved with, you know, um, I, I used to chair the SEMA Scholarship Committee. And, um, 
you get some of these people that want to further their education and their lives in, in our industry, in the automotive aftermarket, you read their stories. And um, while, while it's somewhat more depressing, um, you know, whether it's Heart Gallery or Team of Cares or AACF, there's so many heartwarming results that happen because of the stuff we do. And it's tough. I, I you know, uh, I worked with Child Help, which is for abused children. And when you see what some of these uh, young, I'm going to break up here a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, you're good. What, you're good. What, what, some, good. what some of these uh, young children have been, ex, you know, uh, exposed to, and and how they've been treated, um, and you know, they don't trust adults anymore. Um, but then when you see, get to the other side, the results of what uh, all these charities do, then it makes it worthwhile. Or I, I'm a, a cancer survivor, and so I I know what it feels like to you know get that first diagnosis and then how to get through it and just this month i've had four industry friends in, in our industry here come down with cancer diagnosis and uh it just there's a lot of need out there that and it's unexpected you think you're going through life you're you know you're enjoying your family and everything uh and uh all of a sudden boom you get hit with something and what was it like when you received your diagnosis? Take us back through that. <laughs> um, uh, when I got the phone call um, after my my test, um, yeah, I was kind of shook up. And but I did uh, I did one thing. Uh, I um, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to joke. I'm going to I'm I'm going to be happy. I'm, I not be happy about it, but uh, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to sit around and and mope and feel sorry for myself and have everybody pity you know it's like i started um joking a lot and to, some of my family did not like it but uh <laughs> but i have i had i had kids um a couple of real fast stories my uh, youngest daughter so i i had a large it was a five pound football size tumor in my uh, right thigh labosarcoma tumor we gave it a name um of earl which is um Dixie Chick song, Earl's Gotta Die. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know it. And so uh, we, we gave it that, that, gave the tumor that name. Even the the, the uh, oncologist surgeon called it Earl. But uh, after the surgery, I was in the hospital room recovering. The guy comes in and he's got balloons and flowers. And he looks at me kind of weird. And he said, I must have the wrong room and asked my name stuff. And I said, no, this is it. And the balloon said, it was from my youngest daughter. It said, congratulations at the boy. I'm a big sister. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, <Yeah>. I, <laughs> so that she inherited some of my type of humor. Uh, I had another daughter made me a t-shirt for um, Christmas. And um, I had also had polio in my left leg. Cancer was in my right leg. But she made me a t-shirt said, I'm a badass with an arrow pointing down saying polio and arrow pointing down saying <laughs> cancer. So, <laughs> And I even, my board of directors, I sent out an email, you know, after I got the diagnosis to let them know what's going on. And I, I told them, I said, uh, I'll accept any jokes that you guys want to throw my way, off-color jokes, whatever. And I got some. I, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, so anyway, that's it. And I think that's uh, that's that's a better way to face any tragedy if you can. I mean, some of it's so bad that if it would have been terminal or something like that, I, I understand that's it's hard to joke about that. But it's it's easier to be happy instead of just sitting in a corner and feeling feeling sorry for yourself. Under Joel's leadership, SEMA Cares was launched in 2007. 
SEMA Cares is a nonprofit entity that unites the automotive aftermarket's efforts to support children and others in need. I will leave a link in the show notes to the SEMA Cares page, and on that page are three organizations that are mentioned. The Austin Hatcher Foundation for Pediatric Cancer, Child Help, and Victory Junction. The Austin Hatcher Foundation for Pediatric Cancer provides services to children with cancer and their families through industrial arts therapy, diversionary therapy, psycho-oncology, and healthy lifestyle education. Child Help serves abused, neglected, and at-risk children by focusing on advocacy, intervention, treatment, prevention, family resilience, and community outreach. And Victory Junction, founded in honor of Adam Petty. Victory Junction assists children with serious medical conditions and serious illnesses by providing life-changing camping experiences that are exciting, fun, and empowering at no cost to children and their families. During our discussion, Joel took us back to the time frame around 2007, as SEMA Cares was just getting off the ground. I had come to the board after visiting uh, Richard Petty's Victory Junction Gang Camp down in North Carolina and said, could we take this on as a project? Well, we started SEMA Cares from that and, and also then brought in uh, Child Help, which is for abused children. So we got the, the Petty uh, Victory Junction Camp. We got uh, brought in Child Help. And then we um, later brought in Austin Hatcher uh, Foundation for Pediatric Cancer. And Mike Spagnola, who is now the CEO and president of SEMA, after hearing me talk at one of the events, uh, he uh, came up to me and said, I'd like to be involved. And he came up with the idea for the SEMA Pinewood Derbies they do now to raise money. So it was, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, when you would go visit these children, either at, I, I volunteered at Victory Junction a couple of times or, or go to the uh, Child Help Village uh, with the abused children and help them build uh, these Pinewood Derby cars. It's cool. It's just, it's just cool to see we've had other companies and whatever do uh, fundraisers for us. It, it, it just feeds off itself. As our discussion came to a close, I asked Joel what legacy he would like to leave. The um, main thing is that I made a difference. I made my children proud. All my kids have been involved with either bringing in foster children or actually adopting children. Sometimes when you think they're not paying attention or, or they're not, they don't care about what you're doing, yet you find out they, they do. So that makes me, that makes it worthwhile for me personally. There's a saying, do all you can with what you have and the time you have. And that's what I've, I've tried to do, and that's what I um, hope to keep on doing till I take my last breath. And I'm a believer in, you know, you put out there to the universe, put that energy out there, it comes back to you. So To learn more about the Automotive Aftermarket Charitable Foundation and SEMA Cares, see the links in the show notes. AutoVision News Radio is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and more. In Detroit, alongside Joel Ayers, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.